You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. It may be just another game at the end of the season, but the Sacramento Kings will have fans back in the Golden 1 Center tonight for the Kings and Minnesota Timberwolves. 1,600 fans expected to be in attendance, and they are all frontline workers. To talk more about this monumental day, an exciting day, a day of celebration to get one step back towards normalcy here in Sacramento to get that Kings energy that only Sacramento can provide in the Golden 1 Center to get that back. To tell us more about that, is the president of business operations of the Sacramento Kings. John Reinhardt will be joining me on the Locked on Kings podcast. He'll talk about the process of getting to this day, optimism for the future, even talk about a little bit of the financial impact of the COVID-19 year on the Sacramento Kings organization and how they are going to overcome that, how they're optimistic they will overcome that. It's all in today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And today's episode is probably going to be a little bit shorter. I didn't have as much time today. I had to postpone my conversation with John a little bit because of some car troubles that I experienced this morning. I'll tell you a little bit about that. Just a weird story. It doesn't have anything to do with basketball. It has nothing to do with the Sacramento Kings. But if you want to hear it, it'll be at the very tail end of this podcast just some weird thing that happened to me this morning. And if any of you are mechanics or know anything about cars, I'd love to get your feedback on what the hell happened. So that's coming up a little bit later. This podcast is going to be short, mainly just my conversation with John. We'll talk a tiny bit about this Kings and Wolves game tonight. Could the Kings start another winning streak? They have a good chance to make it three in a row. After defeating the Dallas Mavericks, now they have two straight games at home on back-to-back nights against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are the worst team in the Western Conference. However... We all know that the Kings lost to the T-Wolves last time they played just a little over a week ago. But regardless of the result of this game, regardless of who the Kings are playing, it's really a celebration to have fans back inside the Golden 1 Center. I mean, we know, those of you who have experienced Sacramento Kings basketball in person, you know how important the fan base, the energy that Kings fans bring to games, how important that is not just to the Kings and how they play, but to the identity of the city, the identity of the organization. It's what makes Sacramento Kings basketball what it is. The loyalty of this fan base, the activity of this fan base, the fact that they always show up. That building was always full regardless of the amount of consecutive losing seasons that the Kings have been on and I am part of that family. It's what I fell in love with the NBA and the game of basketball for. Not just the game itself. I fell in love with the atmosphere. I fell in love with the crowds. I fell in love with the volume, the defense chants, the activity, everybody clapping to the rhythm of pre-game tip-off and post-game pump-up. It always happens and I'm so glad that it is coming back. It's pretty special to get an executive of the Sacramento Kings on any podcast. And Kings president of business operations, John Reinhart, nice enough to spend 15 minutes with me here on Locked on Kings today. 
But before we get to my conversation with John, I want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is perfect for joining conversations about the league that you love, the team that you love. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, MLB, NHL, and NFL. I'll be joining the app myself soon, so be sure to get started, and I will meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues, and I can't wait to join you all on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked on Kings room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models, Pacifica, XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't even know what that means. And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. You can get the exact parts that you need at the click of a button. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com it's a real treat here on the Locked On Kings podcast to be joined by John Reinhart, the president of business operations for your Sacramento Kings. And tonight is a big night. In a way, it kind of feels like opening night, even though we're well through this season, as the Golden One Center will have fans in attendance, 1,600 fans for the Kings and the Wolves tonight. John, first off, thank you so much for joining me here on the Locked On Kings podcast. And secondly, can we talk a little bit about the significance of the Golden One Center reopening? One of the last arenas to do it so far in the NBA. I know California took their time, and rightfully so. But today is a significant occasion, not just for the Kings and for Kings fans, but just a step towards getting back to normal. Yeah, hi, hi, Matt, and thanks for uh, having me on today. It is definitely a big day for all of us. And first, you know, I probably should and want to thank um, our state and local health officials for all the work that they've been doing over this period of time to get us to this point. I know it's been a long, a long road for all of us. And, you know, we've all been anxious to get here, but I think uh, the process and the methodology in getting us here has been great. 
And, you know, we're thrilled to just be at this point. I think, as you know, the Golden One Center and, and downtown Sacramento was in such a great place before the pandemic hit us. Uh, it had become a vibrant place for people to come and, and not only come to work, but they were living here, they're playing here, they're going out to eat, they're going to the arts. And, you know, really exciting trajectory for downtown Sacramento and Golden One Center kind of being that catalyst for that. Uh, having it being shut down, you know, for over a year now, um, has really been tough. It's been tough on all of us. It's been tough on all the businesses downtown. It's been tough on the entire region. But as you know, you know, Sacramento is extremely durable and, you know, perseveres through a lot of different things. And this is no different. And I think everybody is just extremely excited to be able to get back down and, and do what we love to do. And that's, you know, create a great entertainment experience, bring people together, create lifelong memories, um, you know, around some great entertainment. And we're really looking forward to having people in the fans are in the stands today uh, here at Golden One Center. You know, I've reminisced with a lot of guests here on Locked on Kings what that night was like uh, back in, in March of 2020 when we were expecting to get what was going to be a great game between the Kings and the Pelicans with potential playoff implications and everything starts to kind of get going outside of Sacramento. The game is postponed, and I remember leaving the arena going, man, this is a bummer, but okay, this will be a temporary thing. I did not expect us to go all the way until April 20th, 2021 before having people back inside the Golden 1 Center. What do you remember from that night and that journey? And and were you like me, the rest of us thinking, man, this isn't going to take that long, is it? Yeah, you know, it was very similar. I think the initial part was just, you know, putting on my my work hat and just trying to make sure that, you know, everyone was going to be able to get out of the building okay, that you know, people were going to understand what we were doing. Um, certainly disappointed because, as you said, there was so much excitement leading up to that game. Um, team was playing well. Uh, the playoff implications with the Pelicans, it always seems to be a great game with us. Um, but as the day went on and things started unfolding around, you know, around the country um, in the Utah game, you know, we certainly had a thought that it was, it was a possibility. So just kind of prepared for that. And then when I went home that night, and was able to take kind of a breath, um, I did think, it was like, all right, you know, well, what are we going to do for the next couple of weeks? Let's, like, make sure we have a game plan. Um, had no, you know, thought that this could be over a year later and we would still be in, in the same position. So I think we were all kind of in that same boat that you were, Matt. We, we, were, we weren't thinking this was going to be long-term. But, you know, once it started getting longer and longer, I think the focus was on, okay, how do we, how do we get back and what has to happen to get back? And, you know, I've, I've said this before uh, to a few people, we, we've been planning for this moment since that March 11th date. Um, you know, ever since that game was canceled, our, our sole focus has been what can we do in order to get our fans back in the building as quickly as possible? And what are those things that we need to do to make sure they can do it, you know, in a safe environment, but also a fun environment. So we've been focused on this and just really happy to be able to do it again. And I think, like you said, it's almost like opening night again. This is my 21st season here with the Kings and every opening day is different. And I never imagined that one would be like this. Right. So uh, we just, uh, you know, we roll with, we roll with what we're dealt. And, and like I said, the, this city and this region and the, and the people of the city and region persevere through a lot um, and stick together. And, and that's what we've all done over the past year. Well, for fans who are interested or trying to get out to the Golden One Center for a game or two before the season comes to an end, uh, can you explain some of those safety protocols uh, that are in place and maybe what fans, some general knowledge that fans should know or need to know before coming to the Golden One Center and, and getting back to watching the team they love? Yeah, and I, and I would just encourage everybody to get on out of here if you can. It, it, it's going to be great. It is going to be a little bit 
different than what we're used to just because of those protocols that are in place with our local and state health officials. The biggest thing I think that people should know is is that vaccine or testing requirement. So if you're coming to the game, you are going to be required to show proof that you are fully vaccinated um, or having a negative COVID test within 72 hours. And, and what that means from a fully vaccinated standpoint you don't necessarily have to bring your vaccination card if you don't want to be carrying that around or don't want to lose it. You can take a picture of it on your phone, but it should show that if you have the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine that you have received your second shot seven days prior to the game. Um, if it's Johnson & Johnson, it's 14 days prior to the game, again, following those uh, local and, and state health guidelines. And then from a testing standpoint, if you get a negative COVID test within 72 hours, if you have an email of that or something showing proof of that, then that will also get you into the game. And, and just the last thing on that piece, we've tried to make it easy for our fans if they haven't been able to get a test up, you know, 72 hours prior to the game, that we did do a partnership with Drip Hydration in West Sacramento, um, where fans will be able to go there day of game, and they'll get a discounted price on a, on a quick rapid test, where they take the test, um, show their ticket, get a discounted price, and then can actually leave and head over to the game. And as soon as that test results in, you'll get an email confirming that you have a negative result and, and then you come. That's fantastic. Well, I know we're used to 17,000 plus screaming fans in the Golden Ones that are not going to be that many, uh, at least for the remainder of this season. And I, I know 17,000 would pile in there if they could, so tickets <laughs> might be hard to come by. But what I love that, that the Kings are doing for tonight's game against the T-Wolves is the first 1,600 that are going to be in there to celebrate the reopening have been frontline workers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I'm with what I do in the media, I'm considered, considered an essential worker, but I never put my myself in the same bracket, I guess, or on the same level uh, as, of course, our, our, our health workers, even those working at a grocery store to make sure we still get fed, the people that, that they didn't change their lives. They've had to be on the front lines on a daily basis. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's exactly it. We wanted to um, honor those frontline workers who have really been there. You know, we've all kind of suffered greatly during this pandemic, have had you know, been locked up in our houses. Our kids have not been able to go to school, but those frontline workers have been out working every single day, um, you know, and, and doing it so we could at least have some normalcy with their lives, whether it again be health visits or like you said, grocery stores or even banks. Um, and then let's not forget our police, fire, safety, and, yeah. and, all, and all of those type of folks that are out there, you know, really weren't able to, um, you know, think about themselves during this time. They were always out there thinking about us. So, you know, we think it's time for us to think about them and bring them in and let them be the first ones to experience kind of what we hope is is, is a path to getting back to our lives as, as we normally like them, which is being able to gather in groups and being able to enjoy each other's company and enjoy what's in front of us. I'm sure you'll speak for yourself here. I don't know if you'll also speak for the Sacramento Kings here, but do you feel and does the, the team feel a responsibility for uh, this, not only putting together safe ways for fans to to enjoy Sacramento Kings basketball again, but a, a responsibility to almost lead this community back and provide them, not necessarily an escape because we don't want to forget what we've gone through through this uh, pandemic and, and COVID year, but a responsibility to, to bring people out, give them something to enjoy, a place with they can relax, have fun again, and not worry so much about the things that we've been worrying about. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Vivek has always been very clear with us and, and with the community that his main focus was to use this platform in order to, to do good and to make our community better. And, and part of that is 
why we built Golden One Center kind of in the center core of our downtown and try to revibrate um, the entire downtown region was so people would come and gather, um, as Vivek likes to call it, that communal fireplace. People will like come downtown, they will gather, they'll enjoy entertainment, they'll do business in the businesses, um, and they'll be able to kind of really just get out and do the things they love in, a, in an incredible environment. We're so fortunate to live in a region that has such great weather, um, you know, has such great resources that, you know, what we do certainly does catalyze and is a catalyst for everything that happens there. So we take that very seriously. And, you know, now that we're able to start getting people back downtown, we're going to continue to program and, and do things that, you know, help boost that up, you know, very similar to, you know, when we were shut down, we tried to figure out, you know, creative ways that we could do that. So we created the outdoor dining experience at Doco Alfresco. Um, you know, that was just a way, even though we couldn't open up the doors, but it was still a way to get people downtown and able to enjoy what they love to do. Um, and that's, and that's how it worked out great. So we've actually going to continue that kind of throughout the, you know, the rest of the summer here as much as we can, just to try to create some, some environments that, uh, you know, create some crowds downtown. It's been publicly reported, not just for the Sacramento Kings, but for a lot of NBA teams, a lot of professional franchises, a lot of companies, even uh, personal uh, people throughout our, our world right now are struggling financially and have had financial hardships because of COVID. But we know it's had a, a pretty significant financial impact on the Sacramento Kings. I'm not asking for anything specific at all, uh, but can you talk a little bit about this organization's ability to overcome that and maybe relieve some of the fears of, that fans might have or outsiders might have thinking man have the financial implications had such a significant effect on on the sacramento kings and the golden one center even that it's going to take a while to get them back to where we were before this started is there anything like that no i think you know all of us have have felt the pain of the pandemic every business you know no one is really immune to that but you know throughout this process we have an incredible team here and we've been solely focused on making sure that we're able to get to the other side of it and get to it in a way that our fans expect and, you know, be able to still provide the things that, you know, our region and our city expects of us. So, you know, I, I feel really good about where we're at and all the work that we've done over the past year to put us in this position. And, you know, we're going to continue to do what we do best. And that's, you know, create great entertainment experiences, bring people downtown, you know, help revitalize the region and, you know, get us back on the right foot. And we'll wrap up with this. It might be an impossible question, John, but uh, <laughs> forecasting for next season, maybe the end of summertime, a lot of it has to do with California opening back up and, and more and more, uh, I guess, herd immunity and, and people getting vaccinated and things like that. But optimism for next season, the possibility of opening night in October, November, this upcoming fall and winter time to have 17,000 back in the Golden One Center, to have concerts and other uh, shows back at the uh, back at the arena. What is the optimism like for you and, and for the organization right now on that front? You know, we're, we're always eternal optimists here. So we're, we're very optimistic. We're going to continue to very closely follow our state and local health officials and, and work with them closely. I think they've done a great job so far and got us to where we're at. And, and I think even, you know, the governor and, and the, the state have kind of said that, you know, they're hoping that, you know, by the summer, you know, things will be able to start opening up. So we're going to continue to push to that. Hopefully people continue to stay safe, stay diligent, and, you know, we're going to beat this thing. So we're, we're very optimistic and we, we, we kind of like to look on the bright side and, and look what's ahead.
Well, it's a big deal to get the president of business operations for the Sacramento Kings on your podcast, but it's an even bigger deal when it's on the day that the Golden One Center is reopening. John, you've been very uh, kind with your time. I really appreciate you doing this. I look forward to eventually seeing you at the Golden One Center with a bunch of fans in the near future. But until that day, thank you for the work that you've done. Congratulations on getting to this point, and hopefully it's the start of, of more great stuff. I appreciate it, Matt. We're looking forward to seeing everybody out here, and uh, I'm sure it's uh, it's the start of something great. Yes, indeed. The Kings back inside the Golden One Center tonight, and with fans in attendance, I am expecting a win. So is BetOnline.ag, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. They have the Sacramento Kings as minus three in tonight's game over the Minnesota Timberwolves, so maybe we'll get a Kings win and you can make some money off of it. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action with the NBA, NHL, and MLB in full swing right now. BetOnline Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online as you covered for all the news, the scores, and the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our special promo code Locked On. All one word: L O C K E D O N. Have some fun, make some money, get in on the action on Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. It was really great to have John Reinhardt. Big thank you to him and the Sacramento Kings for organizing that here on the Locked on Kings podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Kings and Wolves tonight. Like I just said in that bet online read, I am predicting a Sacramento Kings win. And I know that that goes against what I was talking about even even yesterday, but especially last week on Friday, where it would probably be better for the Sacramento Kings for the remainder of this season to lose games. I still think the likelihood of this team actually making the play-in tournament is is very, very low. In fact, I would say there really is no chance, even though there is a mathematical possibility. And yes, more losses would help the Kings potentially move up to sixth or even fifth in draft lottery odds. But based off the streakiness of this team, the ups and downs of this season, this is prime position for the Kings to put together another winning streak with back-to-back games against the Timberwolves. And on top of that, fans are back in the building. And I never underestimate the power of the Sacramento Kings fandom. Now, it's not going to be the same as having 17K in there screaming and going nuts, but even 1,600, trust me, I've been inside the Golden One Center a handful of times this season where it was just pumped in crowd noise, the conversation on the court. Yes, Scott Moak was still rocking the PA and there's music in there, but the pumped in crowd noise did not do the game justice the environment is weird it's uncomfortable and I can imagine it has an effect on the players now to be clear not making an excuse for them because how they've played so far this season goes well beyond having fans in the stands or not but I am predicting tonight tomorrow and at least for the majority of the home games for the remainder of the season we'll see a little extra edge for this Kings team that hasn't been there this season. I'm also really excited for some of the young Kings players. I'm really excited, especially for Tyrese Halliburton, to be able to experience at least a little bit of what the Sacramento Kings environment is like inside the Golden 1 Center. I'm also excited for all of you fans who are able to make it out to the Golden 1 Center, whether it's tonight, tomorrow night, or any time for the remainder of this season, uh, to see Tyrese play in person, to see these Kings play in person. And if you've never been to a Kings game, period, in your lifetime, and you have an opportunity to go, let me know. That's phenomenal. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to a ton of games for the remainder of the season, not like I usually go to every game in past seasons. But please reach out to me if you're going. If I am there, I will definitely orchestrate a way to say hello to you in a 
Safeway, maybe wave at you from afar or talk with a six foot gap in between us. Either way, I'd love to see some of you at the Golden One Center in the near future. So let me know if you're going to any game for the remainder of this year. I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here. I'm pretty impressed that I've been put together a close to regular length Locked on Kings podcast today, especially after pushing that interview back with John because it took me so long just to get to work today. I am currently house-sitting for some friends of ours, uh, and I drove my car, obviously, to their house. I'm not with my wife. My wife is a teacher, so she wouldn't have been able to help me anyways, even if I was at home. But I go to my car this morning to leave to come to work, and the dang thing won't start. At first, I thought, okay, maybe it's a dead battery, so I go over to their neighbor's house. He helps me with some jumper cables get a jump start. That doesn't work. He has this little tool that tests the battery and says the battery is actually okay, so then I found out it wasn't a battery issue, so I thought it was a starter issue with my car. Look, I know nothing about cars. Zero about cars. Uh, I should have used Rock Auto to, to maybe get some help, or if I need a part in the future, I'll definitely be using Rock Auto. But I thought it was a starter problem, so I had to call a tow truck. It took an hour for the tow truck to arrive, which is actually pretty good, all things considered. The tow truck gets here, even he tries to start it. He can't start it. So he gets the uh, car up on his tow truck and takes it to uh, the, the dealership for them to take a look at it and hopefully fix it. Uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, I can't ride along in the tow truck, so I have to Uber So we're in the Uber following this tow truck to get to the dealership. And by the way, the Uber was a Tesla. It's my first time ever being in a Tesla, which is pretty cool. If you have a Tesla, nice car. I I envy you. Uh, We get to the dealership. And uh, so I I give my key over to them, explain to them what's going on. And then I say, hey, I'm probably going to be Ubering to work while you're working on my car. Can I go to my car to get my stuff for work out so we can go? Uh, and, and he says, yeah, absolutely, follow me. So I follow the guy uh, from the dealership. Uh, we go to my car. I get my stuff out. And he sits in the driver's side, puts the key in, turns, the car starts right up. And I look at him, and he looks at me, and he's like, so what was the problem? And I said, it, it was not starting. We had three different people trying to start it. It was not starting. So long story somewhat short, uh, my car was fine, I guess. I don't know. I just drove it here to work, and I haven't started it since. So maybe I'll be marooned in the parking lot at my work tonight at the uh, studios. Who knows? But that was my weird car story. Uh, If you know what could have happened, let me know. Sure, at Radio on Twitter. You can email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Also, of course, if you want to just talk Kings basketball, anything that I talked about with John Reinhardt today, anything in general, if you're going to the games, let me know. At Radio on Twitter, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Of course, join me on tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast as I will uh, be recapping, hopefully, a Kings win over the Timberwolves tonight. And if you're going, if you're one of the frontline workers that is, is going to the game tonight, I would love to hear from you, and I want to hear what your experience experience was like. Maybe I'll talk about that, read that, or even have you on tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast. So if you're going to the game tonight, reach out to me at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorgeatsacklocalmedia.com. Enjoy the game regardless if you're watching at home or inside the Golden One Center. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.